0: We're excited that the lodge will be equipped with bookcases so that we can display and use the vast library that we've collected over the years.
1: Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles,
0: approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden.
1: Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of December 15, 2011. We are indeed excited that we're going to be able to actually use those books we've been stacking up. I guess we've lived most of our adult lives with books in cardboard boxes
0: that's right well I should I wouldn't say most of my adult I would. life
1: I would say most of our adult really? life okay. we've had books in cardboard boxes
0: well most recently the past three years or maybe two and a half since I moved out of my office at Sanford um, I've I got rid of a lot of books then that I didn't think I would use again but there was just some classics and yes some, a few academic type books that I couldn't bear to part with. I just want to be able to read them again and hold them again and refer to them over and over. So most of those are in cardboard boxes in my mother's attic.
1: I, I'm not going to give up on this one. Okay. For most of the time you and I have been married, we have had cardboard boxes of books. And we may, we may still have some cardboard boxes of books when all this is said and oh, done. Oh,
0: afterwards, yes. We might.
1: Uh, but I hope not. I hope <laughs> we'll actually be able to arrange all the books we own on shelves so that we and our our friends and family will be able to see them and enjoy them. Uh, they are a source of joy to both of us, you in particular.
0: I know. I, and, you know, I say that having just recently been introduced to Kindle. I do love having a Kindle, and I'm using it. But um, it well, I don't think it'll ever take the place of hardcover or softcover books, for that Nor do matter. I. Although we are doing an awful lot of our research and our investigation about plants and how to grow things, et cetera, um, online, not using books.
1: I agree. We've sort of fallen into this, and I guess it's the, the story of the culture where we are becoming more and more dependent on electronic sources of information. Um, yes, you have a Kindle. Um, you use it a lot. There's a good chance I'm going to get a Kindle. You and I both do a great deal of research online on an hour-by-hour basis, not just daily, but probably several times a day. We're looking up things online. I
0: know, and that's with so, having a lot of gardening books. I'm using that topic because those books are the ones that are not packed up; they're sitting here on a bookcase that we have in our little apartment. That's a good right point. Now. We
1: haven't, we don't have a lot of gardening books put away. Yeah, there. We built that collection. Uh, without yeah. having to since, use cardboard boxes. Since we
0: moved so. here, really. But the point I was going to make is that those books are sitting there on the shelves, and yes, every now and then I pull one off the shelf and I look at it to look for a picture of a bug or something. But it's so much easier just to stroll on over to my computer, pull up the ACES website, and... you know, or
1: Cooperative Extension Service. Yeah,
0: and then just, you know, in the search menu, just put in... The name of the bug I want to see, the brown marmorated stink bug or whatever it might be. And And
1: we've become so comfortable with that. Uh, And the other thing that you and I have is this big, shiny, bright black box in our apartment, that television set. And every night we're watching something on television. Yeah, we like
0: to rent Netflix movies and we have certain shows we like. And we think Jon Stewart's funny and timely, timely and um, you know, that sort of thing. And we do gravitate toward that in the evenings um, a lot of times. But now I will say this, the Kindle with the little built-in light, that will revolutionize my bedtime reading because I was always so worried about waking you up by reading And in you bed. won't have to worry about I that know, now. Those are great little inventions.
1: So w- here we are completely dependent on this electronic media But you and I are connecting the dots, I I think, in ways that perhaps not all people are. And we're saying this probably won't continue. The, The issue we face is sort of the decline of the industrial base of the American economy, which will have two effects that matter here. One is that electronics are going to become more challenged things like the Kindle and television and computers will be harder and harder to depend on. And the other thing that may happen much sooner, actually, is the demise of 24-7 servers. The whole idea of looking up things on the Internet is that there's a computer somewhere that's running the data that we are inquiring about and is prepared anytime day or night to yeah, provide it to that's us. That's right. And, and all of the computers between us and that computer are running day and night ready to bridge us over and transmit the data. So if that if we can't depend on that, then we won't be able to look things up on the internet the way we're so accustomed to doing now.
0: Yeah, and and you know, I've been doing research over the past Three decades, really, more than that, because I was a student before that. But um, I'm thinking just as a scholar, and I know I've seen that progression of the increasing ease with which that research can take place as electronic sources have become more available.
1: And, and it sure easy. has been nice.
0: And with our li- living out in the boonies now, I'm really glad we can connect electronically.
1: Absolutely, because
0: I can't. If you know, we went to grad school. I went to Illinois where we had the third largest library in the world at the time um, at our disposal. And even if I did have to go find a hard copy, uh, hard copy of a book or a journal, it was likely to be there. Here where we live, not so much. And uh, in fact, even the qualitative leap from living in Birmingham, where the downtown library was available, as well as my academic library at Samford, um, we don't have any of that here. We're in Tallahassee, Alabama. And We've we been have the, the Tallahassee it's Community small.
1: Library, which yeah. is a wonderful institution. We're glad we it's are there. so proud of what the library has done, and the, all the folks there are working hard and they are diligent and conscientious. But it's a small town library. Exactly.
0: It's a, And there's, it's a small town. There's no way to get around that. There's nothing we can do. So, the point I was making is how. Much harder it's going to be on somebody in our position or anybody living out in the country, really, who's isolated, um, when it becomes more difficult to access sources other than online.
1: So we're going to be left in these days we envision uh, needing to have books we can depend on, and many of them will be books we own. Um, right and and borrow from friends or loan to friends. Yes. Um, we'll also write letters back and forth, and we'll talk with each other. And that those are probably going to be the main ways we find information out. Yeah, not so much looking things up on the internet.
0: I think news is more of a challenge that way. Yes. Um, certainly newspapers, again, back to where we live now, we get a weekly newspaper. but and if I in fact, I can still, find out what's going on in Montgomery or Birmingham or any larger city by going online to those newspapers. I suppose we might be able to subscribe to the Montgomery Advertiser and have it brought all the way here to the farm. I'm sure we could do that for a a price, but not having the electronic version available will be an expense that we don't have now.
1: So one of the things that we are doing, in addition to what we've already talked about, is the lodge will have an unusually robust array of bookcases. We're planning to build bookcases into the walls of the lodge so that we can store books there, I guess almost as many as we want to store, sure, basically.
0: Sure, I think so.
1: Um, talk to us a little bit about how those are going to be arranged, we think.
0: Well, I hope we'll still have some bookcases down here in our little apartment, too, because there's some, for example, my our gardening and farming books, I think can live here because this is where I plan to work and Mm -hmm. my computer's down here, et cetera. See, I'm back to talking about a computer again, but, um, you know, we'll have those things down here. Books on resilience, maybe the same thing where, you know, the thing that the. Fix it. Yeah. How to fix the repair, the tractor or whatever it might be. Exactly. How
1: to uh, build a chicken coop and all those sorts of books. We'll. We'll have those down here where we can use them comfortably.
0: And also, since we're as long as we're doing EFM, um, we'll have all those EFM books which take up
1: education <laughs> for ministry yeah. offered through the Episcopal Church.
0: And it's it, it's quite an array of huge notebooks <laughs> <laughs> full of material. And not it, it, when you put that together with our Master Gardener huge notebooks. We could probably fill up a bookcase by the time we finish EFM. <laughs> and you
1: and I have a great many religious books left over from our years of study, C.S. Lewis. Yes. And, um,
0: and our Bibles, various and, translations. Yeah,
1: several translations of the Bible, concordances. And, yeah. Um, Although I
0: should of, add that my most recent new translation of the Bible, I had downloaded to my Kindle. Yes. The Common English Version. so.
1: So there you have it. Yeah. And we also like to uh, get books on philosophy and, you know, just general arts and sciences that we think are important and, you know, good fiction that we can enjoy and that our friends and family can enjoy. Absolutely. And I had a
0: lot of that left over from my office at Samford. I I kept a lot of my classics and, as you mentioned, uh, liberal arts type books, humanities, social sciences um, we won't even have to go out and buy those books because we already own them.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and it will be fun for us to be able to unpack all those cardboard boxes and find out again what books we already well, own.
0: and I have almost an entire collection of Churchill literature and biographies uh, and, and speeches and, uh, because I'm a big Churchill buff. So I'll have probably a couple of shelves dedicated to The Great Man um, and, of course, we have a lot of pleasure reading. I'm a big fan of Di- Diana Gabaldon. I just recently re- realized that was the, or, or learned that that was the correct pronunciation, I think, of her last name. If you're a Diana Gabaldon fan and you know otherwise, please send me a message. Uh, but she writes a, a series of historical novels um, which are, are well written. She's actually a former scholar herself and uh, so it's that kind of thing. Those books take up a lot of space on the bookshelf.
1: I uh, I, I guess I would like for us to finish this program with uh, sharing our suggestion that you be attentive to this as we are attempting to be attentive to it. Yes. yes, you have books that you haven't used in years. You can't imagine you would ever need them. They seem to be in the way. So you are in. You're tempted to just get rid of all of them because you know you can look everything you need up online. Be attentive, as we are, to the very real possibility that that's a temporary phenomenon, and that you may be grateful for those books that knowledge that's printed on you know with black ink on white paper down the road. So I, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say about that. I think that. that's.
0: I just, Important. Um, and I, I know a lot of people who like to do trading books or there's probably another that was the name of a, of a business that was I've dealt with before where, in other words, you can go and um, if you've got a book that you're finished reading, then you go and take it to the used bookstore and maybe you get some books you haven't read. And I hope those kinds of businesses will flourish once again.
1: I suspect they will we'll see those kinds of businesses enjoy a renaissance as other businesses begin to fail. So yeah. uh, that that's our word of wisdom, looking down the road, standing in the bow of your ship and looking out into your future. You're going to be spending more time with books in the future than you have in the past.
0: That's right. And I would say the same thing, although we have to look at it a little differently with periodicals, that is, Uh, Southern Living or, you know, whether maybe you're a big fan of organic gardening magazines, as I am, um, or, um, you know, Newsweek, let's say. Now, granted, the news can become outdated, but so often there are um, features, feature stories that are more timeless or something that might be of interest even, especially if somebody else hasn't read them. I'm just thinking, again, that could be a great avenue for trading amongst people is if we are still able to have news magazines and periodicals of that nature that yes you can subscribe to them online now but what do we do when we can't do that maybe you you have two or three different people in a community subscribing or in a family let's say subscribing to different magazines and they can trade back and forth
1: the other thing that i expect we're going to be doing is writing more letters yes i think that as um we, in, As we see the industrial society decomplexify, to use one of the words that gets tossed around these days, we will be more dependent on simply writing letters to each other. And
0: that's almost become a lost art form. I just finished doing most of our Christmas card writing, and we send out a letter. And, you know, why not do that to keep people informed about Except we do it once a year. We don't write letters to people during the year.
1: And we don't write personalized letters. But maybe we will in the future.
0: Maybe we will in the future. That's right. And
1: if that is the case, then we should all be advocating that we take care of the post office. We want a a postal system we can depend on to work into the future.
0: Absolutely. It's really scary when you hear about post offices closing and hours being cut back and services being cut back
1: and people feeling so comfortable with that because they don't now see that the post office is important to them but the post office is important to a democracy and we need to protect it well we will take our leave hope you are having a wonderful december and we will look forward to visiting with you next week you've been listening to longleaf breeze with lee and amanda borden
0: We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, Check in with Lee and Amanda and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.